Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, good Saturday morning, St. Louis. Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. I'm your guest host, Rich Orris, filling in for the one and only Scott Mosby today. You know, whether you're a seasoned DIY enthusiast or just starting out on your home improvement journey, you've come to the right place. You can give me a call today, anything you need, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. So remember, today, this is your show, Your Voice Matters. We want to hear from you. If you've got a question, if you've got a story you want to share, if you've got Simple need of advice on your next home improvement project or anything you might be running into maintenance-wise around your house. Don't hesitate to give us a call today. Our lines are wide open. Again, you can call me today at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And, you know, I, I wanted to kind of maybe kick off here today with a question that I get all the time, um, and and I got it the other day, and and really it's the main question I get the most as I go around and and look at people's homes for Scott's company, Mosby Building Arts, and and they all kind of ask me the same thing when they they listen to the show and they've heard Scott and they enjoy the program and everything, and they always say, so so what's Scott really like, you know? (laughs) I hear him on the radio. I know what he's doing, and he's 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 awesome and great. And and I'm always like, you know, that's basically that's Scott. What you hear, that's how Scott is. That's that's how he reacts in the business world with all of us in his company, with other companies, you know, with working through the industry over the years with the uh, Home Builders Association or the Better Business Bureau, and having you know, so much foresight into the industry, you know, of what we do at Mosby Building Arts. <clears throat> and, you know, one of the biggest things I, I always remembered very early on, and, and I've been here with Mosby Building Arts for, this will this fall will mark about 23 years for me with Scott. And and one of the, the main things I remember really early on was when we had some issues with, uh, you know, decks and how decks were flashed and we had some work and, you know, we thought that the deck was flashed the way it really should have been and still ended up with some issues. And so we kind of got together with a bunch of us in the company and we had our architect and Scott was there and I was there and the head of production was there and some people and we got like four or five. So in the room and I'm, you know, this is the first involvement I have with, with something like this and in a company. And I'm thinking, well, you know, like you all know Scott Mosby, like we know him, you know, they call him the answer man. He's going to walk in this room and he's going to tell us how to fix this flashing issue. And and I was really amazed at the different mannerism of how, like when, when he steps in the room, sits down and it's kind of like, all right, here's what's going on, what's happening. How, how does everybody think we can take care of this? What do we think? And he's literally drawing, you know, information and stuff from every single person in the room. And, you know, 15 or so minutes later, Scott's up at a whiteboard and we're coming up with solutions and drawing. If we change it like this and we put it like this, we can eliminate this problem. And we came up with this great 
you know, deck flashing detail where we can put ice and water shield behind, you know, the ledger board to protect the wall if a little bit gets in there. And, you know, this flashing issue we come across is basically, it's it's scientifically called capillary action, where if you're, if you're flashing sitting flat and water runs over it, then you have the opportunity, if it doesn't have a good drip edge or something to stop it from just rolling backwards, it could almost even kind of go uphill slightly, you know, backwards along that metal, right back up against the house. So now getting protection back there to kind of help with that and everything came up with a good plan, said, all right, so, you know, uh, Brian, the architect, you go in and, and draw a detail. We'll train it through all our people. You know, we'll, we'll get some things figured out. We'll, we'll get it out there. And we'll start this new process that's a little bit better when we build our decks so that we know we're doing the best thing possible. But just the the thought and and the questions with everybody else and, and, you know, different people from production and from consulting and from architecture. And it was just really a quite amazing kind of feat there to go, wow, that's really cool. And what a great way, you know, to to get everybody together and come up with a great solution. And that's, that's Scott, you know, get the right people around you. Get, you know, the other thing I'll never forget about them is, you know, as we're all working and we're in the office and we all have these little cubbies with office spaces and stuff, well, that's Scott Mosby's office. It's literally a little cubby thing right out in the middle of everything, he wants, it didn't even have a door. So, you know, you got to be connected. You got to be personal. You got to like and understand and get great people around you. So knowing that you're not the know-all, end-all, I can do everything makes sense because no one is, including myself and including pretty much everybody through Mosby. But as a team, we can collectively come up with so much, you know, it, it's quite amazing um, you know, how that can happen. So, so I think what we'll do, we got a couple calls coming in here, but maybe we just take our first break real quick. If uh, Mike and Jerry can, can hang on to the line there, we'll just start getting into your questions as soon as we return from our break. So we'll be right back after this. Live and local. This is St. Louis's news radio KMOX. All right, guys, here we are. Here we go. Uh, Rich Orris here filling in today for Scott Mosby, Camelix Home Improvement Show. And we've got a couple calls kind enough to wade through the break. So let's jump right to Mike here and see what you got going on for us, Mike. Hey, thanks, Rich. Um, tell Scott I always enjoy his show. I, I will. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks, bud. I got a ranch house. We just had a deck put on. Um, it's a walkout basement, so it's eight foot below the deck. Um, we want to put a pergola or some kind of shade over that deck, and the roof drains down towards the deck with a gutter. Is there? I know there's some ways to attach like a ledger board on the outside of that gutter. Should I take the gutter off? Uh, you know, I, I don't like the look of the temporary ones or the sailcloth things. I want something a little yeah. more, I guess, substantial built into the built into the deck. So, what are your thoughts on just a wooden pergola attaching to the house 
with a gutter. Uh, the overhang's about three feet, and it's a brick fascia house. Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah, so you can do, um, you know, pergola structures like that where you you can not even attach to the house whatsoever and keep the gutter, keep the water being managed, keep everything happening around it. And, you know, you kind of build the structure and it's there. If you build something out of wood, um, you're going to have a lot of maintenance. So uh, depending on like what your deck is made out of, um, there are a lot of structures out there that um, are composite vinyl, different things like that, that will definitely come with a lot less maintenance over the years of trying to, you know, seal them and keep the water out and not rot and even, you know, replacing wood boards on it over, over the years. So depending on how much maintenance you want kind of relies on that material. And there's other ways to attach these things too. we've done. I had one we, we did a couple of years ago and, and it took some designing because they have these, you know, different kits that um, people can install and they come in different shapes and sizes and, and there are some where you can kind of customize them to make them really fit the area. And the one we did, we were actually able to put it up onto the roof. So it had like brackets and they get flashed into the roof and the shingles and stuff. And that kind of holds it up from the roof side. So it's actually a little more height, a little higher. And it's mechanical. So it can it's kind of like a pergola that can open and close. Mm-hmm. So, so you can get full shade because the... The, the issue I always see in, in going over stuff with people and looking at pergolas is it's broken up shade, and it depends on where the sun is at that time. And so, so when you're under them, you're constantly trying to move your chairs around and get the shade to, to hit you. So maybe the shade's hitting you in the face but not your arm. So they make some electronic ones, you know, electrical and stuff that can open and close and, you know, have like a little gutter system around them and stuff. And so you can attach them to like the roof or, or make them kind of freestanding for an area and not attach them to the home. So, so you're not changing the circumstance much of the actual house in the water there. Cause if you take that gutter off, then you got to figure out now where's all the water rolling off this roof going to go. You know, if there's not a gutter there, that's my, yeah, that's my fear that, you know, to take the gutter off and then just attach a board to the fascia of the overhang. But, and I'll tell you, the ones that come up through the roofs scare me a little, you know, like four or five new points to leak. I don't know, but you're, you're pretty confident in those. So, so my confidence is in the ability of what we can design at Mosby building arts and how our employees can install it in the best way possible. So mm-hmm. when when you're looking at more like, you know, not design build, not full service, um, you know, companies that just build decks and do like little pergolas and different things, you come into restraints, you know, so like the customer that we did the, the mechanical pergola for, they ended up going through us and having us design it and everything because the, the, before they came to us, they had like decking, fencing type companies that, that sell and install these systems. They had them out there, 
But what you run into is they're trying to use simple size things that make it easy, that they can install, that they can figure out. They, going outside of the box for a single line company can be difficult and could have not great results. So for us, as we figure it out and design it and take the opportunity to learn about it and know how to do it and talk to the company about how you can customize it and make it actually fit the area, they got a really much better system for what they wanted when they had all these companies in there before us going, well, it would be 12 by 12 and it could go here, or it would be 14 by 14 and it could go here, which could be fine if that works for you. But if you're in a you know weird area and, and, and there's different circumstances, you might need to get outside that box to really make it better for you, your family, everybody using it. And that's kind of what, you know, figuring it out can really deliver. It would not just trying to install a kit that's this big, you know, is that, right, right. yeah. So, so, so there's a I big difference Lowe's there. Pe- oh, I'm sorry, sir. Oh, if no, that's I okay. I just, pe- yeah. 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 Uh, if I called them, would they, would they, two things, would they give me a, not give me, would they provide a design service? Or would it be, yeah, we'll design it and we'll build it? You know what I mean? Or- yeah, yeah. So so if you called Mosby, we would first start out with just an appointment, a consultation to kind of send one of our guys out like myself. That's what I do. And kind of talk to you about it, look at the area, you know, see if we think something, you know, give advice. Like, do we think something simple could work? Do we not, do we, you know, and, and talk about the goals and what you're trying to achieve and get into an area at that time where it's like, yep, we think we could do something like this. It's probably going to cost somewhere between A and B. And then if we need a design service, we can go into that at that okay. time to figure something out if that's what is kind of, recommended and and you're on the team kind of going, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of things here. We probably should. I do get why the, why the need is to figure them out. Let's go into that next step. Or, or we could do like the the little kits and different things a lot easier. Cause if you're like, it'll work, it'll fit here. It'll go here and we can do it. Then we can just figure it out. Okay. So it's really the need that design service, but we do also build it with, with our people. Yeah. Well, I know how to get your number. I, I appreciate the info. I'm, I'm not much of a carpenter. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it, it, it's good to have experts, buddy. Hey, no, no. I enjoy I, your show. Yep. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Mike. And with that, we'll jump right over to uh, Jerry and uh, see what uh, Jerry's got going on. What do you got for us? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. I'm, uh, we're wanting to replace uh, some wood insulated windows, and they're talking about putting in insert windows or pocket windows where they don't take out the entire window but use part of the old window. What's your opinion of that? Um, how old's your home? Well, the windows are probably uh, about 22 years old. They're old. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, so do you know what type of window they are? Well, they came from Hill Beam. That shows oh, okay. how, yeah, how yeah. old they are. And But so, they are insulated glass, you know. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, so, yeah, a pocket window, pocket fit window is definitely not my best friend for a, a couple of reasons. They yeah. can work. I have actually done them, um, and I've done them when it's it's manufacturer to manufacturer. So, like, Anderson has kits like that to kind of upgrade their older windows to newer windows. So if you have a good frame and it's installed well and it doesn't leak in that circumstance, I feel pretty good about it. You know, how it's in there and the parts and pieces fit and you've got Anderson fitting Anderson. When you do a pocket fit window like that, that's meant for different types of window frames and different types of manufacturers, you have to really know that, um, there's a lot of circumstances that have to be like all the stars aligning. I see. It has to be installed really square, you know, plumb, square, level, all that stuff. And not a lot of windows are, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they yeah. get them in there a little crooked and things like that. So you can run into issues with it that way. And then once it's in there and everything, you are pretty reliant on like caulking around the outside and things like that to keep these windows dried in from, you know, wind-driven rains, water hitting the house, hitting the window, you know, all of that. So it can be, it can work, it can be done, and and, and it can happen, and, and a lot of people do it. Sometimes it's just with mismatched kind of what's the outcome to where, is it a 70% positive outcome? Then that means like 30% of the people out there are having issues with their windows because they weren't real square when they were installed the first time. And now you're trying to make this fit and maybe you yeah. get some leaking around them and things like that. And so if you can, you know, replace that full window frame, do the flashing around it and really seal it and protect the wall and the window and get all that in there, you know, the installation process being 100% to me is much more important than the actual cost or type of window. I see. You know, all the windows are pretty good. Stay away from the cheap builder grade and you'll yeah. do fine. There's even vinyl windows out there that are, you know, lifetime warranty, great glass, Energy Star rated. They've got great insulation inside of them so they can insulate, you know, and, and work just as well as a Pella or a Marvin or anything or Anderson or anything like that. It's yeah. really, can, can you get it in there? Good sound, make it operate well and, and make it stay dry from water and air infiltration and all that other stuff. It's how far do you want to go and, you know, how long are you going to live in your home? And all those, all those questions come into play when we're discussing windows. I see. Is there a significant cost savings with the insert window or pocket window or is, as opposed to, you know, a full window? Yes, there, there definitely is. Okay. Um, and, and if you can kind of imagine, like, if I'm going to a full window and I'm doing it the way, you know, Rich Oris is like, let's do the, all of this and here's the way it's going to protect your home. I'm taking siding or trim off around the outside. I'm taking trim and stuff off around the inside. 
I'm installing mm-hmm. it. I'm flash taping it. I'm using low expansion foam around the window to really insulate it the best way possible. I'm putting trim back on the inside. We're maybe painting or staining that trim. You know, all this just kind of adds up into those layers. So pulling the window out and putting it in is about the same cost, but it's all the work before and after that comes with that great, awesome product that's going to protect you for, you know, 10 years plus that includes leaks and all that other stuff when the pocket windows really won't include a lot of that, you know, in that, in that warranty and everything. So you're kind of getting, getting more, but there's just more work to do. I see. Well, thanks for your help. I appreciate it. No, perfect. Hey, great question. Great call. I, I, I run into this basically weekly, almost daily having the conversation about these windows and everything. So we're pretty versed in it and and we've done a lot of it. So, but we got to jump into our middle hour break here. So for everybody else, feel free to uh, give us a call. You can uh, find me here today. I'll be here for a little while yet. So the phone number is uh, 314-436-7900. I'm here for you. I'll be right back after these messages. Find out what's happening with your Redbirds from the manager himself, Oliver Marmol. Sunday mornings at 10.15 on Sports on a Sunday morning. And Wednesday mornings at 9.50. The Ollie Marmol Show on Cardinals Radio, KMOX. All right, here we go. We are back live answering your questions. Got a couple of really good calls and questions in the last segment. Um... Thanks to uh, Jerry and Mike. And uh, so if you're out there, you got anything going on with your home, anything you're interested in, feel free to call in 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And, you know, the, the replacement window thing is a, is a big thing. And, you know, it, there is a lot to learning and understanding and, and knowing what could or couldn't happen and just trying to advise in in a really, really good direction. Like I said, you know, I've actually put in these, these, you know, Anderson pocket type windows in the, in the same Anderson frame and stuff. And, you know, it's a, it's a trickier, hard kind of install to, you know, it's kind of like on an interior door when you try and leave the frame and all the trim work, and, and fit a new door inside of that opening. And you got to mortise the hinges in the same spot the other hinges are, and you got to line it up. And if it's a little out of square, you're kind of sanding and cutting your door a little out of square. And, and it takes so much longer to perform that than it does to take out that whole door frame, buy a pre-hung door unit that's all ready to go, put it in, adjust it, shim it, nail it up and start painting it and everything. So it's kind of like that same kind of, you know, complicated fit. And so it could work perfect on 10 of your windows and not so perfect on five of your windows or, you know, there's, there's so many complications like that. And that's why we would kind of go through inspect really well and then really talk about, you know, the reasons to go this way or that way. And it's really about, you know, it's about education. It's like when I came here 
you know, to work with Scott and everything. And, and I was, you know, I was a project manager running jobs. I was putting the windows in. I've installed them. I've built the room addition. I've done all that type of work. And, and I had already had experience doing all of that stuff, even when I came to work for Mosby Building Arts. And, you know, the first thing was, okay, so we want to train and educate you. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. So, but all, all I've had is the training and educating of the people that I had been around, worked with, and learned from. So I learned so many different things going through training, you know, in the past 23, you know, years here, you know, one of the first ones was, you know, mold, water management, how do you keep moisture, water out of the house, started learning things about, you know, moisture vapor, not just rain, not just water, but like moisture, vapor, condensation. How do these things even happen? Why does sometimes you think you're fixing a leak and it's, and it's really like a condensation thing happening with the wall system and the house and the insulation. And there's so much to it and involved. So when we go out and look and, you know, see these things, my goal here is like, taking that education and passing that down and going, okay, you've got all this mold on your bathroom ceiling. You've cleaned it. You've fixed it. You've, you've told someone to, to run the fan when they shower. You've painted it two different times. It, it keeps coming back. Well, now that I'm, I'm examining the, the system of the home, I can really look at it and say, You've got so much going on with the insulation being insufficient with the bath fan you're asking them to run is actually just, you know, it's not powerful enough and it's just dumping warm, moist air into your attic. So imagine, you know, someone just puts a pipe into the attic, goes up like two feet. They put it towards where they think air should exit the attic, but it doesn't always. So it's, putting more moisture and it's mixing air, warm air and cold air and causing it to basically rain. I've looked at, I've gotten up in an attic and it was frozen, like right in front of me. It was so, cause so much leaking from the house was infiltrating into an attic that was about 30 degrees from outside air. It, there was frost on the underside of the roof decking. So it's like, your roof decking is rotting away from the inside out. It is not even an effect of your shingles. So they're like, wow, every time I got a new roof, we had to replace a bunch of plywood. And it happens every time because it's not the roof leaking onto it. It's, it's actually, you know, coming from the underside. So there's so many things like that to try and learn, figure out, educate, and get people to make a good, you know, positive decision for their circumstance, you know, in that home uh, is definitely a goal of like, how, how are you a good consultant? How do you, you know, pass information down and just do the right thing to get people to absolutely understand? So um, we just got a call in here from Stan that just came in. Stan, I think to get you, um, get you some more time to be able to answer your question. If you don't mind hanging on, we'll take a quick break. 
and then I'll get you right at the beginning of the next segment when we come back. That way I'll have good time to uh, answer answer your questions there. So we'll jump into that. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, guys, Rich Orris here filling in for Scott Mosby, having a grand time. We got Stan again was so nice to hold through the break. Um, hey, Stan, good to hear from you. What do you got going on? Uh, yes, Rich, hey, hey I had a, a really nice uh, pillow window with the blinds between the two windows, and it started to, like, have a... Uh, was coming apart down at the seams in one corner, and um, I thought there'd be... It'd be easy to have somebody come out and fix that, so I asked Mosby to come out and kind of look at it. And uh, I think Rich, you came out and you looked at it. and You said uh, the best thing to do is replace the whole window. Well, yeah, that isn't what, that isn't what I really wanted to hear. But sure. I, I, you said that there was probably a mistake in how they had installed the window, and I had put it, it was one of the first first windows I had replaced in my house. And uh, after I bought it, and so it was probably 25 or 30 years ago. But um, once they came out and took the old one out, they showed me just exactly how it was installed wrong. And that they were going to have to put some more, um, oh, uh, they couldn't just put the the new window in without putting a little bit more um, into the the frame of the window and everything like that. And um, so, all in all, we we got it all taken care of real well. But they and I think what, one of the problems was up above the window too, on the siding where the flashing was. There was um, a problem with that, so we had, we had fixed that. And yep. along with that, I had a I had a storm door right next to that, and uh, it was kind of wearing. And I, I I said, you know, maybe we ought to replace that. And so he said, well, you said, why don't we just kind of look at it and see see what it's like and we'll make a kind of make a decision so i kind of left it up to mosby and um uh they said that the best way to do it was just take the whole frame and everything in the old one out and put a new one in and you know what rich they did that and that door works so good i can actually go outside without the the door dragging onto the to the um my uh my deck and like um, it just makes going out a lot a lot better too. So awesome! Uh, uh, a lot of times you just have to put a little bit more money into something to get it done right. And um, I, I expect it to last until I sell my house and retire someplace. So no, that's great, Stan. Hey, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I don't remember the exact circumstance, but um, it's something that we do on a daily basis. You yeah, know, well, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you. I don't expect you to remember it, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to add a little bit to to what you, the, your comment was, and um, and uh, express my you know happiness with the job that Mosby did for me. And I'm not I'm not doing this as a commercial for for Mosby yeah, yeah. either. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just a satisfied customer. No, right. hey, that is awesome, Stan. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, and right. yeah, it just kind of helps uh, put that theory I was talking about, you know, um, to to truth a little bit. Where, um, you know, I had I I had a client just a couple of weeks ago with a storm door that you know 
we were kind of like, can you adjust it? Can you do this? Is there any way to, you know, not replace the storm door? And I would just kind of explain, I'm like, well, you know, you got to get into the conversations of like, well, how long do you think you, you're going to plan on staying in this home? Because the hinge is starting to go bad and that's why the storm door is sagging. So if I take our labor and I take it apart and I readjust things and I move it all around and I, and I get it to function, I don't know if, if that hinge starts going and getting a little worse. Is it going to start rubbing again next year, five years from now, two years from now? There's really no way to tell. So, you know, what is your longevity thing? Do you want to pay for half a storm door and then a year or two later need a storm door because it's doing it again? And it's really, you know, about understanding that and having those conversations and, you know, and, and I'm up for doing the best thing for, for that person. So if they were like, you know what, we're, we're moving in like a year, we're going to retire and we're going to move and we're going to go to Arizona by our family or, or whatever, then yeah, maybe you just want to repair your storm door and not spend as much and, and get it as good as you can and, and let the next people worry about it. And, and that's perfectly fine. But if you're like, yeah, wait a minute, I don't want to spend half a storm door, you know, and use all the labor of installing the storm door when I can get a storm door for just pretty much the cost of the storm door, you know, cause you're, you're doing enough there to, to pretty much install the new one. So, you know, I'm going to be here for 10 plus years. So I, I don't want to look at this again. So, yep. Get your new storm door, make it perfect, make it last for you. You know, those are the, the thoughts and the options. And really for me, you know, coming into Mosby, like my background, how, how I worked in the field, how we learned in the field, um, even going back as far as, you know, working, starting out with my father's company, painting and apartment maintenance and rehabbing houses that were foreclosures that the bank was going to try and resale and, you know, learning like plaster patching. It was like, well, you've seen me do it about five times. Here's a bucket and some stuff. Go do it. And you just learn. You just learn how to do it. You've seen it. You do what you can and you get better at it. But you really only truly learn what they know. So if there's anything new then that they don't know, then guess what? You don't get to know it. So coming in, you know, coming in here where they were like, well, we're going to send you this training class and you're going to learn about moisture and how the house breathes and, you know, how to keep water out and how to flash it properly and learn all this stuff. So over the, you know, my, my career later coming into Mosby and learning, you know, so much and becoming, you know, like a master shingle applicator with GAF, you know, five-star uh, certifications in roofing, siding, moisture from CertainTeed. And, you know, one of my favorites was the Building Performance Institute, all that training on, you know, a, a home scientifically. I, I literally, you know, learned so much about like, why is a house built a little bit different in Texas, in Missouri, and in Minnesota? You know, that it's how that, that works and the temperatures and the different things that happen. There's different applications that work really, really well in different places. And you're, you know, you're in California. That's going to be somewhat different than what we're doing here in Missouri when you're putting in foundations or things like that because it doesn't freeze 
like it does here. So there's, you know, learning that stuff was was so fascinating to me of just, I, I learned so many things, you know, and got a grasp of so many different things to, to understand that some of this stuff is truly theories. And it's like figuring out that theory and understanding, okay, where do we go from here and and what is going to actually help this situation, help this client and help this house. It's been a, it's been a great journey and I absolutely love it. And I love being here with everybody and, and helping out. So we'll have another segment after this. We'll be right back. Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, Rich Orris here filling in for Scott Mosby today. If you've got something, get in quick before the break at 1215. Um, Give me a shout at uh, 314. Where did I do with my phone number? There it is. 436-7900 or 800-925-1120. So um, believe it or not, I've actually been doing another radio show for about eight years. So I have a different phone number. So I got to make sure I give out the proper phone number here. Um, But yeah, feel free to give us a call or 800-925-1120 if you can get in before the 1215 break. But you know, I thought I'd talk about, you know, another question that I get all the time. This is not necessarily Scott Mosby related, but renovate my home related because it's something we've been talking about and talking about a lot more, um, even more since COVID um, and, and the what's happened with the housing market is basically, should I renovate and stay where I'm at or should I move? And, you know, it's always been an extremely common question that a lot of people, you know, think about when they're, when they're looking and going, okay, you know, if I renovate and and everyone wants to find out like, well, how much is this? So then I could put that number against selling my house and buying a house that's, you know, a little more expensive um, and that sort of thing. But I think what, um, you know, what gets missed out in the conversation that I'm having all the time is the expense in the move and in the selling and purchasing and all the different things that you're going to go through. So like I was, I was literally just having a conversation the other day, a couple days ago, and, and we're looking at doing some stuff to, to really make their house work and function better for them so that they can stay in it long term. And like I've been saying, that's always a huge part of the conversation, right? How long do you plan on staying here? You know, so we're looking at this house and, and, and you know, they've got probably $100,000 worth of stuff that they're going to, you know, thinking about doing. And they bought the house for three fifteen. So it's like, well, if I go to four fifteen, what can I buy? And, you know, it's kind of like, well, good luck in today's market. Plus with the, the, you know, not a lot of houses on the market. So when you are going to look, you, you know, you definitely got to think about the fact that like right now, the average sale sales time of a home in St. Louis is 16 days. Um, so that's really quick. A lot of them are five, eight days and, and, you know, some are more 30 or plus. Um, so getting into something is, is very difficult and then you got to start to kind of look at, okay, what's the cost to move? 
Um, what am I getting myself into there? And also think about the cost of the renovations in this new home that's now 415000 you know, because there's almost always something you got to do to the home to prep it for you to live there or to make it, you know, what's going to work for you. So it's really about how much of that is there. Even the client I was talking to, you know, they've had their house for about two years. They had a plumber come in. The plumber ran some plumbing in the wall up by the garage, and they moved the washer and dryer into the garage area so that they could have the washer and dryer on the main floor without having to go down the basement stairs. So they've already done some stuff to make the house better for them, but they need more. So when you kind of look at and you look at what are the expenses that you may be up against, you know, prepping to sell your home, if they find things, if there's things to be done, you know, you could spend anywhere from 200 to 5,000 just getting your home ready to sell sometimes. The realtor fees, you know, if you look at a home that's, you know, 230, 250,000, you could have realtor fees that are, you know, 12,000, 15,000, something like that. Closing cost of a loan could be two, three, 4,000 or so. You know, so as you add all this stuff up, um, relocating expenses, moving, you know, if you do it yourself, do you have people to help you? Do you pay somebody? You know, there's all these different things you really got to think and look at. Um, so basically, you know, if you kind of look at it, what they're saying in our market is it's about 12.3% of your home's sale price is approximately what they say it will average out to cost most people to sell their home and move. So if you are, if it's a $250,000 house, well, there's this three fifteen. So even at two fifty, you're about 30,000. So at, at three fifteen, you know, you're, you're definitely closer to 33, 34, something like that. So you're, you're, you've already got 35% of this project paid for by not moving. So now you just got to take the rest of it and go, well, how long is this going to help me? Because if it is about retirement and things like that, like for these, you know, for this couple, it's, it's about staying in the same place. Well, if you can afford where you're at and you cannot have to go to another like assisted living facility, things like that. Everyone knows what that stuff costs. So if you got into that situation, um, you know, the leftover sixty five or seventy thousand dollars that you may pay to finish that re- that that renovation to get this home one hundred percent ready for you, well, that will go away in in a facility literally in months. It doesn't even take years. It's months. You know, some of these things are six, eight, nine thousand dollars a month. It comes out really, really quick, you know. So it's like you really, if you don't move and you get to live in your house and not have to go to a different facility that costs that much, you only have to actually be able to stay there like. 10 months, you stay there a year and you are now, you're on the profit side of that working out for you, even only after 12 months or so. So it is, you know, there, there is a lot to think about, 
you know, when you do that. And then the other thing I, I always try and explain too is the, the next question that comes up is, well, what's my return on investment? Well, if this is your forever home, and let's say, let's just pretend you overinvest in your home by 40000 Well, if you're, it, your kids are going to sell this home after you're done with it, and they don't earn that $40,000 back, is that okay? You know, because you got your benefit and to live in it and to have it work and function for you, that may be just fine, you know, because if they're not going to, you know, want to live in the home and all that, and they just sell it, if they get a little bit less, that could be okay. You're still live, leaving them with a great thing going on. So, hey, I had a great time. Some great questions, great calls, everybody. I look forward to doing this again real soon. And uh, go Cards, right? We got the baseball game coming up in the pregame show and everything. So let's hopefully see if we can pull off uh, actually a couple winners today. So I'll talk to everybody a little bit later. Have a good day. Thank you.